Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Bias, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. In this week's episode, I chat to Aoife, a.k.a. Play With Me Mommy. Eva tells me all about how she came up with Play With Me Mommy and how learning through play is a big part of her family life. She talks me through some of her play setups that are perfect for keeping cool during this Irish heatwave. We also discuss how our little one's interests are always changing and no matter what us parents do, our children learn life lessons and skills at their own pace. Hello and welcome Aoife, Play With Me Mommy, to the show. How are you today Aoife? Hiya, how are you? <laughs> Good, are you enjoying the sunny weather this week? Oh, of course we are. Sure, we're flat out with the water balloons all week. I know, I was thinking you're the perfect guest actually to have on this week because you're <laughs> like the activities mom and the Play With Me mom, and I think we all need a bit of help, you know, <laughs> in this weather. <laughs> I think they're just crazy ideas. The sun has just gone to our head here oh, <laughs> and we're coming up with all sorts. I know, but that's great to keep them occupied. Um, so well, tell, yeah, tell me a little bit about um, Play With Me Mommy then. what? How did you come up with this idea? Um, well, I suppose it all started um, back in lockdown, the first lockdown. Um, myself and my husband wanted to make sure that the lockdown was a positive experience on the boys. So in order for us to do that, I felt that I needed to document it some way. So I started documenting what we have done on my private page. Um, the activities we did, the schoolwork we did, the fun that we did in the afternoon outside and things like that. And as time went on, a lot of people family and friends were messaging me, asking me for help and advice, trying to get their kids motivated to do schoolwork. And then um, when the summertime came along, we decided that we were going to homeschool the boys for very various different reasons. I thought now would have been the perfect time to maybe make it a public account. So with the help of um, a friend of mine, Maria, from Dis- Discovery Playtime, she helped me set it up. And we um, came up with the idea um, all around Play With Me Mammy. And Play With Me Mammy came from my boys constantly asking me, Play With Me Mammy. <laughs> um, so it was it was kind of written in the stars of that's what the name was going to be because that's what we were doing, you know. So that's how it came all about we um I started the page really to document our homeschooling journey and it evolved as time went on obviously now the last five weeks of um school the boys went back to school um so it has changed slightly so there are more fun funner activities and we incorporated our adventures out as well we had already been doing them but I just didn't share them on the grid whereas now I think it's time that um, I shared them with people and give people some ideas of places to go that are free and not expensive to visit. Yeah, that's perfect because you're always kind of racking your brain trying to think where can I take them and then you go out yeah. and end up spending a fortune. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is about. Like you want to go out and about and have a good day. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to be like 50 or 60 euro uh, lighter exactly. <laughs> after it. You know, at least if you go out somewhere that's free or doesn't cost very much and you take a picnic, you know, you're not saying no to ice cream. Um, so it makes it a little bit, bit easier. So that's the things that we have found along along the way. I wanted to share them with other families so that they could experience them too. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like I think the parents kind of get more worked up about it, but the kids, they just they're happy with anything. Like you take them somewhere, even if it is free, they're so happy. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, we went away on the Wild Atlantic Way last week, um, up your neck of the woods. (laughs) And um, lovely spot. Yeah, a lot of the stuff was free that we did. Um, we did a couple, we did two activities where we paid for them and they were worth the money. Um, but yeah, like the kids loved it. Like you asked them what was their best best part of the holiday and it was at the beach at the rock pools or it was when we got lost in, in Shetland trying to find <laughs> a way signpost. You know, and it was not it was not about the things that we had paid for. It was the, it was the other things, you know, so... Oh, that's brilliant. They'll, they're just they're going to have memories that they'll just never forget now from all their well, activities please. and all their holidays. <laughs> but it's so great as well, as you say, like you're kind of documenting it so you can kind of look back then when they're older and say, oh, we, you know, we did this and it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, that's what I started off the page for was to document our journey. Um, and now it's kind of documenting the fun that we have mm-hmm. um I do have um scrapbooks of our our COVID life yeah. as we call it and I also have one for our homeschooling journey oh. um and I am a, and I do like taking photographs so I would every month print out all our photographs Brilliant. and write them in the book um but this way it's nice it's a digital way of of remembering like those little videos and the reels I do like we've had so much crack with those especially the one yesterday with the water balloon catch so like funny. you know there there are things that that are going to be lovely to look back on on years to come you know yeah it's kind of like the new way like whenever we were younger we have like well my mom has like a big box of photographs that we kind of look at yeah. sometimes but now it's like all digital isn't it yeah, yeah. So good. And tell me a little bit about you have a background in Montessori and psychology. Is that kind of something that comes into play when you're coming up with the ideas for kind of teaching um, and playing with the kids? Probably the Montessori um, side of things when we were in lockdown and doing the the, the remote learning. Um, that probably would have came into play. It probably gave me more confidence in how I was teaching the kids and where I was going with it. But I um, I love learning through play. Absolutely love it. Um, I love following the boys' interests um, and we love messy play. And um, I love how when they do play that it's things, they don't know the learning that they're doing. It's all happening in the background. So it's all coming to, to, come, come into play as they play, you know. Yeah. So that part, part of it, part of it um, doesn't really come in. Um, but the... But the knowledge that and understanding that I have learned from my Montessori and my psychology background has helped me understand why they're doing things Mm -hmm. and the benefits and the learning goals and the learning outcomes. So what's something that we might see as mess or um, 
you know, crazy play or whatever. Yeah. They're actually learning something from it. So yeah. having that understanding makes it a little bit easier for me to allow them to create such a mess. <laughs> I love that. It's like you do these different setups and you're thinking, OK, this is just like green rice or, you know, mud or whatever. But in fact, they're kind of learning something from it at yeah, the same they learn, time. They learn something always from play. Every time that they play, they're learning something. We mightn't be able to see it. Nine times out of ten, we can't see it, but they are learning <laughs> Yeah, we're just like hoovering it up after we're not seeing it. (laughs) Very good. And what about your different setups and things that you do? Like you have got so many different setups on your page and your website. Is how do you come up with these ideas? Like how are you so creative? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would have been a very creative person um growing up, you know, like we were going away off on a day trip. I was dressing up as an American tourist, you know, and, and lived in this fantasy of uh, being a tourist for the day and very creative like musical um arts and crafts so it's 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 in me Mm -hmm. um and I suppose I wanted to bring that to the kids too I want them to have that part of me um and be creative but nine times out of ten I follow the boys leads I follow their ideas and their interests I mean again the the water balloon catch that came from my nearly seven-year-old's idea he wanted to do to set up an activity where we could try and catch it and see how many we could catch so of course we sat and we did a brainstorm and whatever else and we came up with the hoop and dad's t-shirt and that's where it came from and a lot of our ideas that's where they come from they come from the kids so I can't really take full credit (laughs) for it (laughs) I instruct them and we might build it I might build them but nine times out of ten it's coming from from the boys because I just follow their interests and that by following their interests they're more engaged in it and they last longer um, and playing with them you know that's brilliant. It's like you can see kind of the learning aspect of it there. Like you're saying that you've kind of sat and brainstorm and think yeah. of what things you need to use. And it's kind of great, um, kind of uh, great tools for them to be learning. Yeah, they're learning new skills by doing that. You know, um, they, you know, problem solving is a massive thing here in this house. Like that's what we're, we do a lot of. And it's great for them. Like even though I might have thought of it first, Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to say it to me so that they can can learn that skill than rather me give it to them, you know. Um, but yeah, like the, the ideas just come from anywhere, absolutely anywhere and everywhere. And I mean, what I put on on the website and I put on my page are things that have worked. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, about 10 things before that have not worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I would only ever put up things that the kids have enjoyed. Like I've done other stuff before and it's been a complete waste of time. So there's no point in putting it up exactly. um, because it's not, it didn't work and it wasn't effective. So what you do see is what, what works for us and yeah. what we got enjoyment out of. Yeah. And I'd say the chances are that anything that you put up that works for you is probably going to work for anybody else that tries it as well. <laughs> well uh, yeah, it, it normally contains mess. So. Yeah. <laughs> and what is kind of your favorite types of setup to do? Like, do you like to do the water kind of things or more like uh, arts and craftsy or what's kind of your favorite thing to do? Um, well, we've kind of gone away from the arts and crafts now. Um, we did a lot of arts and crafts probably at the start in September and probably last year, but the boys aren't interested in any, in any more. So 
um, our favourite topics and favourite activities are constantly changing because obviously I am following the boys' lead. Mm-hmm. So I'm following along with them. Um, obviously, with the good weather this week, water is a massive thing. So there's absolutely no point in me setting up a farm tray because it will not be looked at. Yes. <laughs> or there's no, you know, there's no point in me doing something inside because they, they don't want to be inside. And if they do want to be inside, they want to watch telly for a break from the sun. So anything that I'm doing this week is all around water play. It's all around water balloons, ice play, keeping them cool. Homing into one thing mm-hmm. in particular, messy play is just in my boys yeah that's it just in general yeah they love love mess any kind of mess foam rice uh water ice sand whatever they love it brilliant you know so messy play is the biggest one and I'd say down through the years it'll always be messy play brilliant I was actually looking I was reading your um five water activities post that you had up there um, oh yeah yeah I'm thinking that tomorrow I'm I'm gonna get an action tonight and freeze some bugs or toys or whatever in some ice and let them hammer away at it tomorrow <laughs> yeah and it's so good like the ice rescue is brilliant it's so easy and um, you have everything in the cupboard all of this is water and some ice cubes cube trays and even if you don't have ice cube trays use a Tupperware box yeah. anything that that's you know deep enough that water will sit in it throw anything into it doesn't yeah. have to be a theme or a particular thing just kids love it put it out on a tray even put it out if you don't have a, a tough tray put it out on the concrete or even on your um trampoline fill up a couple of squeezy bottles with warm water and let them at it and they they last about 20 to 30 minutes yeah. trying to get it rescued and it's brilliant and then maybe they might play with it afterwards so you might get another 20 minutes you might get an extra coffee too amazing (laughs) that's it I know because you start to think that oh like a theme or whatever but I suppose like my kids have just a million like plastic figures of some kind lying around so just kind of yeah throw anything in there you don't like you don't need a theme when you're you're setting up activities like as long as the kids are enjoying it and they're learning something from it you know it doesn't yeah. have to be theme related obviously I would do a lot of theme related stuff um but that's just because that's what we're doing at, at that yeah. moment in time so um I wouldn't be bogging yourself down having to think oh god right what about a theme don't think about it like that no. grab whatever you can chuck it in a, in, in a Tupperware box and put it in the freezer and then and you don't like I said, all you need is squeezy bottles, like empty shampoo bottles um with warm water. You don't need any major resources um to do an activity like that. Yeah, that's it as well. Like if you're kind of doing something, if they're doing something like that at school at the time or learning something, maybe you can kind of do a side activity kind of to go along with what they're learning. Yeah, to, to incorporate it. We would do a good bit of that. Um well, obviously, with our homeschooling, we would have done a lot of it mm-hmm. and we would have incorporated a lot of, of learning through play with whatever they were doing yeah. um, that day. And I did do a little bit of it when they had gone back to school, um, especially with the letters and um, mm-hmm. their phonics and building words. We did some activities on, on that um, and they're very effective because they're they're um, practicing what they have already learned, but in yeah. a fun way, in their in their terms. So they're more likely to remember it than yeah. rather look at it in a book, you know. Yeah, it's kind of helps them soak it in without actually being like a, a boring old school book. <laughs> yeah, without, without even them realizing, which is great. <laughs> yeah. 
Brilliant. It's a clever way. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, and what about as they're getting older now? How old are your boys now? So my youngest is four and a half, and then my eldest is nearly seven. He'll be seven in two weeks. So okay, perfect. And have you like seen over the years that you're kind of having to come up with new, different kind of more you know advanced things for them? The older they get, do they keep their interest? Um, probably like if you're talking going going back from lockdown. I mean, things that I would have set up both boys would have enjoyed so you're talking now a year and a half ish moving on if I set up an activity say for instance a farm activity yeah my near four or my four and a half year old could sit and play with that an hour whereas my near seven year old has absolutely no interest in it he will join in he'd last maybe 15 or 20 minutes and he'll go way off doing whatever he wants so and that I, I've seen the, the the difference in the age gap now when it comes to activities. Um, you have to think outside the box a lot for my seven year old in order for the two for the two of them to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's fine. Like if they don't want to play together, that's grand. Yeah. One can go away off or whatever. But I would try and incorporate like my near seven year old loves messy play. Absolutely love mess. So if I can try and incorporate some form of extreme mess he'll stay longer (laughs) so it's about trying to home in in his interests to keep him there long enough but if he doesn't he doesn't and off he goes you know like we did the 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 water balloon catch he was all for it you know my four-year-old loved throwing the water balloons he tried it once and was like I'm out of here I'm not doing this I do the water balloons so you can you can you know figure out ways of how to get around both of them but it is getting harder yeah. to get them both at one activity now but that obviously that's with age they're both at d- different developmental stages both of different interests so yeah so I'd say moving moving forward I would say the activities will be separate they'll not it'll be harder as time goes on to get the two of them together you know yeah just different stages and what just, about yeah. What about like um, technology? Is there anything that you would use or do you steer away from it? Or what's your kind of take on that with kids? Um, with technology, like obviously the boys watch the telly. <laughs> you can't get away from that. Of course. Uh, Netflix and Disney. Um, yeah, like they, they do watch TV. Like don't be under any illusion that my kids are playing all day long. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> not what you see on my page is only a fraction of it um of what they do during the day in between that they could be watching tv or i could be making dinner or whatever you're not going to put that up on instagram because it's quite boring yeah um but i would share when we do watch tv sometimes like say like if we were if it was raining outside we would have a movie day we would have a movie marathon yeah and sit all day and we watch tv you know um as far as ipads both of them have tablets um they don't really come out while we're in the house the only time we would really use them is when we are traveling mm-hmm. which is these days quite a lot <laughs> um and that and like that it's games and downloads from netflix and um disney i would try and have educational games for them yeah on it 
but other than that they don't they don't have anything else so i mean if tech technology works and it's like everything in small small doses it can be very effective but it's when you um use it too much it can become ineffective and could actually be more of a hindrance than a help that's it yeah it's uh, i'm thinking well i'm it's more like my daughter is telling me, like, I want a tablet, like a froggy tablet or something for her birthday. She's going to be four. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. hmm, I don't know. But I think maybe it's more the parent that has to stop themselves from giving the tablet to the child. Yeah. Like, I can give it to her for 20 minutes, but then take it away. Well, you can you can get timers like there's both both my boys have timers on their iPads, on their on their tablets. Sorry. Um. And you can set the time for it and it switches itself off. So they know that the time is up and it will give them warnings. So they have a set time. Um, That's good too, because, you know, they can understand, okay, I have it for X amount of time and that's it. You know, but like my boys, probably in the wintertime, they would use it a lot more than they would in the summertime. And I don't give it to them unless they ask for it. I wouldn't freely give it to them. So I wait till they ask and the TV's the same. I wait, the TV, once they leave the room, the TV goes off and it's not switched back on unless they request it. So Mm -hmm. you've got, you've got a lot of control. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) I'll be like, oh God, they're going crazy. Here's the tablet. (laughs) And, And tell me now, like, with your um, play ideas and everything, what are some like essential kind of items that you would have in the house all the time when you're thinking about setting something up? Um, resources that I have bought, um, a tough tray. I mean, the tough tray is less than 30 euros. Um, it's such an investment. Um, we have ours now about two years. <clears throat> I had them all down through um, my teaching when I was a Montessori teacher and they were brilliant. They're great for containing mess and they're great for doing setups with. Yeah. They are brilliant. And I if you're if you're sitting on the fence about getting a tough tray, jump off it and buy it. Yes. <laughs> it's worth it. Definitely worth it. Um then after that, maybe some like counters, you know, colored counters like colored bears or colored dinosaurs, something like that, so that you can use them in different setups. They're brilliant for ice rescue, they're brilliant for color assorting, they're brilliant for just general setups. Yeah. Um after that, there isn't anything really, I suppose, it would be a definite, but in your cupboard, um, things like flour, shaving foam, rice, food colouring, very liquid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even cereal, like don't throw out your your um, soft cereal, mm. you know, blitz it up into sand or throw it on a tough tray and put a couple of cars on it and let them squish them yeah. even get their shoes and socks off and let them, them squish it it's still a sensory activity and trust me they love it because it's yeah. such such an easy thing to do yeah um I have, I have on my um instagram page i did do um a resource grid uh, grid post yes. on both what to get um ah, that i would recommend excellent. um i just i've gone blank now with the heat no no oh don't worry we're all delusional at this stage <laughs> but, but no that's there's some great tips definitely um the tough tray as well do you have like a stand for your tough tray or do you just put it on the ground um the tough tray so I bought the tough tray first and um obviously because we were I was a preschool teacher before that we never had a tough tray stand because we are our budget never went that far. Mm-hmm. So we always put it on tables. Um, then I learned a hack where to put them on the, you know, the IKEA 
um, wooden chairs. Yeah. If you turn them inside the top of it, it'll sit on the top of it. Now it can get a wee bit wobbly because you've only got I've only got two, but if you had four of them, it would sit perfect. Okay. Um, but you can put the table in underneath it, which will give it a bit more stability. But what we do outside is we have free old tires. The kids use them for a variety of different <laughs> play activities. But they sit, the tough tray sits on it and the tires actually act as a seat. So oh, yes. when they're outside, they can sit on it, on the on the tires, and it's at a, ra- um, a raised level for them to play with too. So um, unless you're going to be doing a lot of stand-up activities, yeah. then yes, I would buy the... the um, stand but if, if you're not um it, it is a lot of money to buy the stand is it worth it I can't give you that answer because I don't have one yeah. <laughs> and I don't really need to have one either because we have found ways of of doing it and if you've got kids like mine especially my four and a half year old he's in the tough tray he wants to be <laughs> in it. so if you've got small kids and they want to be in it then definitely buying the the stands would be a waste of money <laughs> Yeah, you're just going to see the tough tray toppled over in the stand line yeah, there in the exactly. corner. Yeah. <laughs> and for a containing mess, if it's whether it be on a stand or not, I, I, if your kids are going to make a mess, they're going to make a mess, regardless if it's on a stand or if it's on the floor. Yeah, I think I've got so many ideas now. I'm just going to look at everything I have in my house. And if it looks like it's a great big mess, then that's probably. <laughs> yeah, trust me, if it's going to be a big mess, it will be a hit. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Okay, well, we're going to go for the listener question here. Are you ready? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, you got this out of it. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Um, My children are three and five. They're driving me crazy because they don't share at all. And whatever one has, the other instantly wants to play with. Any tips for getting them to share and play without a big drama? Hmm. you probably asked the wrong person my four and a half year old doesn't like to share oh I think they're all the same aren't they <laughs> they're all they're all the same it is so it is such a hard thing and um, the only way that I have gone around my my four and a half year old with the sharing is trying to do things that are that are interesting him to keep him occupied mm-hmm. so that my seven-year-old nearly seven-year-old could play with whatever it is that he wanted to play with it is very hard around sharing because it is something that children learn eventually yeah um it doesn't matter how many times that you do activities with them or um explain to them if they're not ready to learn how to share they're not going to share yeah (laughs) I'm sorry but they won't it's the way yeah, and it is very frustrating as an adult to watch it. Um, but all I can say is to try your best mm-hmm. to help them understand and try not make a big, massive deal out of it. Because the more you make a deal out of it, the more it's going to um, explode. Well, that's what I find with my four yeah. and a half year old. If someone is, you know, saying to him, like, you're not sharing, why don't you share? It makes it worse on him yeah. and it, he blows up from it than rather saying, you know, things like saying, OK, right. Well, you have a turn. And when your turn's finished, then X, Y and Z is going to have a turn. So if you explain to them a little bit, 
they might then be more accommodating <laughs> to, <laughs> and willing to share. And if they don't, and it does cause a big palava, then, you know, the, there's only really one op. Well, there's two options. One, keep going the way you're going, or two, maybe remove remove whatever it is until the next day and then try again. Yeah. Um, but it is a very, very difficult one. Like I said, my four and a half year old does not share. I done everything textbook what you're supposed to do and he is just not ready to share and I have put peace with that <laughs> that he's not not going to share um but he will get there he will get there yeah I think you're so right like it just takes time it's the same with everything they just decide yeah. to do it on their own terms yeah they will he's like it's not going to be forever it is very frustrating as an adult to watch and um, however if they're not ready to share you may as well be banging your head off against the wall um, because they're not they're, they're going to dig their heels in more yeah that's it anytime you kind of react I know it's so hard to say like but you do you do just kind of react to these things and lose oh them. yeah so you just can't help yourself but adults just egg them on even more doesn't it oh it does it does and I do find like with my four and a half year old like if I explain I suppose um, he is a little bit older than the three-year-old that, that that person's been talking about. Um, but if you, I do find now he is starting to understand when I speak to him. Like you know, if you you have a goal for five minutes, and then I tell you when it's somebody else's goal. Now, when it is that person's goal for that five minutes, he will whinge mm-hmm. the whole time that that yeah. person has it. He doesn't have it, but he needs to learn that. Um, So I do find it is a little bit more stressful on us as parents um, because you feel like it is um, a reflection on your parenting and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just your children just hasn't learned that skill and it is a skill. Um, It is a skill to to learn how to share. Um, And until they have learned that and learned the whole concept of sharing, you know, um, it is going to be very stressful. So my advice would be is trying not to stress about it and try and find ways and figure out ways of how you could encourage it more. Um, and if it doesn't work, then... <laughs> <God speak>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm in that position right now and he's four and a half and, you know... <laughs> oh, me too. Mine's are um two and just nearly four and it's like on the rare occasion that you get one of them to agree to share then the other one doesn't (laughs) it's like one or the other (laughs) yeah you know it just you just have to take it take it or leave it like you know but yeah it is it is a very difficult one and I'm I'm definitely not an expert on it like I said my four and a half rule still doesn't share so no but that's I think that's really good advice so it's true it's just like another skill that they just kind of have to get to grips with yeah Yeah. and it is a skill that is is it's going to take a little bit longer for them to learn because especially the likes of my four and a half year old he has been at home for such a long time so he hasn't had the opportunity to learn how to share um even though he's been going to preschool obviously there might be more toys there or there might be two of something or whatever but it is definitely a skill and I would easily say that my near seven-year-old has only really learned that in the last year or so Mm -hmm. uh, willingly wanting to share with somebody so it's not it's it's definitely it's not a reflection on you as a parent and it definitely takes longer um, for them to learn that skill yeah 
Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so we're going to do a quick word association game. So I'm going to say a word and you have to say a word that it kind of instantly makes you think, okay? <laughs> okay, so the first word we've got is water. Mess. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, uh, toddler. Crazy. <laughs> 100% agree. <laughs> um, fun. Fun. Laugh. Lovely. Uh, snack. All day long. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> um, boys. Crazy. Yeah, definitely. And the last Pretty- one. <laughs> and the final one is relax. Oh, a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, lovely. So good. Is, how, is that what you do? Sit down, chill and have a glass of wine to relax? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I like I like my glass of wine. It's the only way. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know because, I mean, you're very busy with all these activities. Like, do you relax at all? <laughs> oh, I do. I do relax. I always find some time for relaxing. <laughs> very good. What time do you usually get sat down on an evening? Oh, sure. It could be anything from eight o'clock till 10 o'clock. It's dealer's choice, really. It's like a roulette. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Madness. And it's the same for, for waking up in the morning time. It's a bit of a roulette as well. Yeah. And I think especially in this weather, it's like. Yeah. Okay. You just can't predict them. Like you could spend, they could, could go to bed at half seven and sleep all night long until eight o'clock. And you're sitting going, what did I do yesterday to get them to sleep so you try to replicate what you've done and then they're awake at like 11 o'clock that night and they're awake at half six in the morning <laughs> you just like I just give up trying to figure it all out <laughs> I know I think I was literally lying in bed yesterday having that exact thought like how did they sleep the day before but not today yeah yeah <laughs> okay and the last question I have for you is your mumspiration so who is your mumspiration um God, that 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 that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I suppose on probably on Instagram would be you know I love follow like I love following you and um I love following Rona from um, Snap Happy Mammy, um I love following Doctor Christina from uh, Genius Juniors, um you know uh, Siobhan from CT, um her. Uh, play therapy yet sorry went blank I mean there's loads of lovely women on um, Instagram that I love I love following and um, I love chatting to and it's it's a really nice community if you can find your little group of, of people who are so supportive to each other and there's no competition it's all about community and about helping each other out and building each other up and um, that's the one thing I do love about Instagram and about finding all those lovely ladies you know because Obviously, where I live, I'm not from here, so I wouldn't have very many friends from here. And obviously, with COVID and everything else, you don't get the opportunity to meet anybody. So it is really nice to have that outlet then on Instagram. Lovely. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been brilliant. So many ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at HiccupPod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabias.ie slash hiccup. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.